It's a privilege for us to gather together tonight to fellowship around the Savior. We are so blessed and so fortunate to have been chosen by Him and have Him working in our midst and our lives. We are just, I think about that a lot and very, very, very thankful that we can come and fellowship around Him and think about Him. And he's worthy of our our attention and our worship and our praise. I was looking at Titus to try to get ready for tonight. And I'm going to read a couple of verses. This is out of Titus chapter 2, uh, where Paul is talking about uh, these, the Lord mentions his coming. And he says, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men. That phrase, the grace of God, is a way of referring to God's grace in the coming of the Savior. And that, of course, we understand that that is true. That the Lord, when He came and He came to be our Savior, was a, a magnanimous display of His grace and His mercy to us. And uh, He came to bring salvation to all men. Probably that's better to be translated, He came to bring salvation to all mankind. Uh, that so because he did, he brought salvation that is available to men, and uh, he doesn't he doesn't uh, discriminate in the sense of choosing a certain quality of people. He is merciful and gracious. Aren't you glad that he's merciful and gracious to us, and that he's so good to us? And so he does that, brings salvation to all men, and that disciple that uh, instructs us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires. Um, I've become, I've been increasingly aware of the fact that the, the Lord, when we follow him, we have to deny certain things in order to be able to do it. We can't just take up all the garbage that we have and put it on our backs and just follow him. That he, he, the scripture says, uh, if anyone wants to come after me, you know the verse, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. And uh, I've often thought about that. Why uh, Why is he doing that? And of course, we know that because the world and the, the system that has been instituted by Satan is there to distract our attention from the Lord, to lead us away from him, to put something in his place. And I talk about that because the, the world, where the Bible says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. The world is attractive. It appeals to our flesh. And uh, it's easy to be distracted. It's easy for me to be distracted. And so uh, I, I just know that, that to, to deny self, to really put the Lord first, um, I do it intentionally, I try to do it intentionally. I don't do it successfully, but I try to do it intentionally and to focus on him. He is so worthy of that. And um, one of my most, I guess one of my life verses is Psalm 37, 4, uh, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you desires of your heart. It takes effort to delight in him because uh, if you just sit down, you know you I do. Mine goes to something on television or something you need to do. Always things that are on your mind that you got to get done and do. And you have to really intentionally push things aside to focus on Him. But He's worthy of that. And uh, 
is is um, the way you I think the the way you learn to love him is to focus on him, to read scripture about him, to see who he is, and to get to know him better. So in this verse here, and he comes to bring salvation, instructs us to deny the ungodliness and worldly desires on the negative side and on the positive side to live sensibly and righteously and godly in this present age. So we're in an age there that uh, at this particular time, there's a certain way that, a uh, certain involvement that we want to deny ourselves some things and to live in a way that honors him. And that takes effort as well. Um, the things that we can do, I was thinking of when we go and visit Alan, for example, it takes effort to do that. But what did Jesus say? He says, um, that when I was hungry or sick or whatever, you visited me. And I said, well, when did I visit you? And you said, well, you remember you went up there and you visited me in the hospital or on a sick bed or whatever. That's, that's part of what we do. We want to, to focus in our efforts to exalt him, to be his witness, to be his light, uh, to be his testimony um, it's, it's just it's really important it really is important and it honors the Lord if we really not focus on ourselves and to draw drop hints that well I went to see this person or I went to do that I'm not trying to do that but if we just really seek to, to follow him it really is it's important and uh, it, it may go unnoticed by people but we're not doing it for people but it doesn't go unnoticed by the Lord he sees these things. And so um, it's what he says, deny self and to live sensibly in this present age, looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus. I'm going to just stop right there for a moment. Think of what it be like that we should be, behold him and see his glory. And uh, we, have, we uh, belong to him. And he is, he is so magnificent. He's so wonderful. And he's so good. Nothing, nothing compares, I don't think, ever will compare to the greatness of being able to be with him and see him and see his glory, his majesty. Know that we are accepted by him, that we are his. And so he says that. He says, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, who gave himself for us. To redeem us from every lawless deed. He, he died for us. I've often thought about that fact that um, the marks of the cross, the nail prints in his hand and side, um, will always be present in his body. And um, I know that, that he could have those, it could be healed and there would be no evidence, but the reason it's there, I'm confident, is to be a continual and eternal reminder of the cost of our salvation. So that when we see his majesty and his glory and the greatness of his person, the person that John in Revelation saw and fell on his face as a dead man before him, this great magisterial being, the one who is the Lord of glory, the king of the universe, died for me. And I'll stand before him and I'll see those marks in his hands and feet. And it will be, I, I just, it would be hard, I think, to control emotions at that time. It really will. And so
And so here's our Lord that we're talking about. He's taught us how to live. He's come uh, to, to save us, to redeem us from every kind of lawless need, and to purify <laughs> for himself. We're for him, to purify for himself, a people for his own property, his own possession. I cannot tell you why he would ever, ever want me. It's just, there is no logic in that. It is totally illogical. But he does. And he has done a lot to be able to purify and to, to pay for my sins so that I can stand before him accepted in the beloved. So he's come to purify for himself a people for his own possession, zealous of good deeds. The good deeds that reflect uh, his love and his character. Think about that when you go through your day, what you can do. A lot of the, I appreciate the things that you ladies do very much. You do a lot of things. You're visiting people and you take care of people. Thank you for the, for the banners. Look really, really good. Um, you do a lot of things. And, then, and we, I guess and we really don't notice them too much. We, we should, but we don't. But the Lord does. He knows of these things. and He knows everything. And he, he doesn't forget. Uh, and it's really important, really important. So um, tonight we are here to remember the Savior, to focus on Him, and uh, we encourage you to pray and to share as God has spoken to your heart or shown things to you in the Scriptures or whatever, to pour out your heart, because He sure is worthy of that. I'm going to open us in prayer, uh, but I'm not going to close in prayer. I'm going to sit down, and anybody and everybody that wants to to pray. Do so, and uh, then we'll ask Rick, you mind bringing that prayer time, just closing that prayer time. Anybody else can pray later too, but that's, if you don't mind doing that. Father, we do come again, as we've done Sunday night after Sunday night, month after month after month, to remember you. It's a strange thing. It's hard to imagine why we would need something like this feast to remind us of a, such a great Savior and such an awesome sacrifice, such a wonderful salvation that you have provided. But yet we, we tend to be forgetful. I do. tend to put a lot of other things before you. Lord, I'm sorry about that. I'm, I'm sorry that I've chosen, and I've done it deliberately at times, chosen things that I want to do or that I want to indulge in or I want to have that uh, do not honor you. It's as if uh, you're not as good as these other things. And that's just not true. And I know it's not true. And so I, I come uh, myself tonight to just ask you to have mercy on my heart and forgive me of my sin. I thank you for that. I thank you for First John 1, 9 that reminds us that we can confess our sins. And you are faithful and just, holy, to forgive us our sins and not only that, but to cleanse us from everything else that we don't think about in our lives so that we stand before you pure and uh, given. Thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you for the privilege of this time that we can come tonight. Thank you for these people. Um, we are your family. Uh, and as such, we, we have this fellowship together around the cross, around the Savior. We just really appreciate who you are and what you've done on our behalf and the privilege that you have extended to us to come to you, not only in prayer, which we do, we come before the throne of the universe in prayer, 
but also the privilege of coming in fellowship in communion with other believers and that we we uh, gather together around the savior and uh, we we just want to love you and to see you and and to exalt your name so thank you for this time thank you for this this opportunity thank you for the the things that you have done and are doing and will do uh, which will expand into <clears throat> the rest of eternity and that we will as we see you and see those nail prints in your hands and feet i don't know how how we will respond i know how we should respond i think i know how we respond but i'm just really thankful that we have such a great savior and we have thankful for the privilege we have tonight to come and to worship and remember you